Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whiskerware Apparel along with Chuck Davison. I'm Lyle Stokes. Welcome to the show. Chuck, how's it going down there? Uh, great. Waiting on this game to kick off. Been looking forward to it for a few weeks now and uh, I guess after this gets out of the way it's just going to be I guess all catfishing until September when they uh, start playing ball again. Well, I know that's a big thing down south. You guys love them, them tide fellers, and and uh, wish you all the best. I'm not a big college sports fan, but uh, you know I got the Super Bowl coming up, and I'll spend my time waiting on that. Go Denver. We uh, we got uh, a couple of things I want to visit about before we bring Joe into the show with us. Um, you know, there's a big controversy with people over. Uh, depth finders and different things. Um, we have the uh, privilege of getting the fish out of the Monster Cat this year that that uh, uh, Precision Jet Boats has set us up with, and it has equipped with a Lawrence uh, fish finder in it. This is something new to me. Uh, I have been in a lot of boats that people had Lawrence's and stuff, and I was never impressed with them. Uh, for one thing, the clarity never was there for me, but now I, I am, am giving this a full benefit, and I'm going to make a report on this as time goes along. And, and to date, here's what we got. The I am very used to Humminbird equipment because I've had it for forever. This Lowrance is extremely clear. It's an HDS 12 Gen 2. Uh, it's not quite as user-friendly as the bird, and that may be simply because I'm more used to running the Hummingbird than I am a Lowrance. Uh, I did get some help. Uh, Chris Jones jumped in a boat when he was down at Wheeler with me and spent a, just a short period of time and made a lot of difference in the, uh, the way I was reading it and finding stuff. But what I want to do is as we continue to use this thing, I'm going to evaluate it and give an honest, unbiased opinion of, of the differences and the things I like about one versus the other. I think that'll be uh, some information that some people can use. Uh, I'm not going to try to be biased in any way. You know, it may be hard to do, but I'll do the best that I can. Uh, this touchscreen is an amazing thing. Um, I was a little concerned that it would be hard to keep clean, that uh, you get fish scales and guts and stuff on it, and that it would be hard to change the, the viewing of it. That is not true. Uh, it's very simple to operate. Uh, finding where you need to go, which is uh, the difference between knowing what you're doing and not knowing what you're doing, and you have to learn. And I've been watching videos, and, and like I say, Chris has helped me a great deal, and Jason Mathena has talked to me about it, and some other guys too. Um, the clarity on this this thing is, is very, very nice. It's uh, as good uh, as anything I've seen on any other brand. Um, the screen is large, and like I say, there's nothing that I've seen I liked any better than this touch screen. Now, uh, I'm going to have to get used to finding the, the setups and stuff, but uh, as this progresses and I get uh, to using it a little bit more, I will keep everybody updated on how I like it and, and the things I like about one versus the other, and then they can make their own decisions on, on uh what interests them and what they think would be the better choice for themselves. Uh, like I say, I'm, I'm a hummingbird guy, but we're going to give this thing a try. And, and uh, so far, uh, other than having to learn how to use it, it's been very nice. Uh, 
We have the privilege tonight of having Joe Lucky on the show with us. Welcome, Joe. Thank you, Lyle. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, Jerry Klein, his dad was supposed to be here with us tonight, and he is ill and couldn't make it, and I hope that he gets to feeling better, and uh, we'll get you guys back on and have him on the next trip. Uh, he's quite a hoot. I kind of miss having him on here. I haven't talked to you guys near as much as, as we do usually throughout the year, but, uh, you know, I want him to get better, and that's the main thing. Thank you. Me too. He's, he's battling a little cold. Uh, he's disappointed. He wanted to thank you guys for the invite, and uh, definitely he'll be here next time. Well, there's not anybody that's much more fun. I don't. I don't. Maybe, maybe him being such a good guy is is rubbed off on Jason Rath and Bill Parfit. Them guys are such a hoot. Maybe they got some of that from your dad. <laughs> well, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk to about tonight, Joe. So I'm going to let uh, Chuck take off and. And uh, he'll ask you some questions, and, and I know you have some stuff that we want to talk about later on, so we'll get involved with that and try to get this and, uh, done and, and uh, see what we can make people happy. Very good. Thank you. Yes, sir. <coughs> hey, Joe. How you doing today? Good, Chuck. How are you? Good. Hey, um, I posted a video a while back about uh, one of my friends. He was fishing in a Cabela's Championship on uh, the Sante Cooper. Um, I guess a hurricane was coming through the East Coast at the time, um, and it was a couple-day tournament, and they were in a pontoon boat, and the uh, swells were breaking over the deck, and, and it busted the door off of the front of the pontoon. Um, they had a full enclosure on there. It was coming underneath the enclosure, and all you seen was three inches of water going back and forth in the pontoon. Um, and your dad, um, he commented on there and said, yeah, we were there. And um, I'd like to hear a little bit about, um, you know, you know. he also said y'all run a 20-foot tracker um, flat bottom, I believe a grizzly. Um right. If you could uh, tell us a little bit about that adventure, and you know, and, and you know, was it one of your worst tournaments or scariest tournaments um, that you've ever been in? Hey, Joe, try to turn your volume down just a little more, please. Um, y yes, yes, Chuck, it was uh, the scariest, um, the most challenging. Um, the hurricane was Ophelia and it was off the coast of South Carolina. Um, so it was spinning and bringing in waves from the northeast. Down at Santee, you have the upper lake Marion and the lower lake uh, Moultrie. Uh, so we looked at both maps and uh, the bottom lake is more open. So we decided to spend our time up on the upper lake. Um, and so what we were doing tournament day, um, we would. We, we found an area where we could go out, we had a creek channel, then we would come across a stump field, drop into another creek channel, and go back into a cove. And what we were doing, Chuck, each time a wave would come, it would come over the back of the boat. Um, we were running our regular pump and a transfer pump to keep the boat from sinking. Um, extremely stressful. Um, we, as you can imagine, we had so much line out because we had to absorb the huge waves that our boat was racing up and down. Um, very stressful. Um, 
and then we would go across, we'd go back into this cove and pump our boat down, get the water out of the boat, and then we'd make a journey back out across the water uh, and make the drift again. The second, we were, we had a good day one. I can't remember what place we were in, but we were in striking distance after day one. And um, day two, we were doing the same thing and uh, fortunate enough to catch some fish also. And we, I remember going in right after, uh, right about 1230. Uh, it took us about 20, 30 minutes to pump our boat out to get it dry. And then we were getting ready to go back out again. And um, dad said, we're done. You know, we could fish till three o'clock, um, but the, the the stress level was unbelievable. And um, he said, you know what, we're, 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 I can't do it anymore. So um, at one o'clock on the second day, um, we wrapped it up. Uh, when we were down there, we talked to a lot of people, and I remember him saying, if the waves are three seconds apart, it means it's time to get off the water. And I, we were fairly new to fishing, and or catfishing anyway, and didn't really understand what they were talking about. But, and probably what your friend told you, Chuck, is what happens with every three seconds is what happens. You come up the wave, and you drop down, and by the time the other wave's coming, you're in the bottom of the waves. And so you're you're eating all of the all the water, and... Um, it, it, it was uh, very dangerous, um, it was quite a challenge, um, very stressful, um, but, but an experience, you know, we learned a lot from it. Uh, is, that, is that something, um, I don't know if y'all have ever showed up at a tournament and, and turned around and, and left because of the weather before, um, is, is that something that if that was to happen again, do you think y'all would throw in the towel and head back home or would you go through that whole experience again you know we probably have a couple faults we're not smart enough to turn around and go back home <laughs> we're, we're so competitive you know that we want to um, we, we want to try to compete no matter what we are already there um, and, and we're both very competitive a um, little bit older now Chuck and but but probably you know try to be as safe as possible. But I'm sure we'd probably still try to compete. Yeah, y'all got a um, you know a bigger boat now where that sits higher out of the water. Um, so it'd be be a big plus. A absolutely, yes. Uh, because I've I've been in a, uh, a a 2072 Grizzly before, and they don't have the highest sides in the world. They I mean you could play football in them. They're so big, but you know, after you get them in the water, uh, there, there's very, not very much side left, uh, you know, with all the equipment, a couple of people in the boat, and a big, you know, 115 hanging on the back. Um, you know, it can really squat it down in the water. And I, I've been out on Gunnersville and, you know, just in moderate swells and, you know, been puckered up. You know, I could just imagine after seeing that video my friend posted and, and being out there in that grizzly, it had to have been just, uh, I had to have been stressed out to the max the whole time. We, we, we really were. Uh, it, was a, it was a great trip. Um, it was one of those trips that you're, you're thankful to get back home, back to your family, because it, it was extremely stressful for sure. Um, well, what, what type of... Uh, Foul weather gear did y'all use at the time, um, and, and have y'all changed foul weather gear uh, because of that scenario? No, no, I, I don't recall what we used back then. I really don't. Um, 
we we wear uh, guide wear is what we use to uh, keep ourselves dry and warm usually, um, and and that's that's been uh, great gear for us. Um, I, I don't recall what we had back then. I really don't. Okay. Um, yeah, you were saying that that you know the water would get so deep in the boat that the transom would be about you know a couple inches from going under. Um, so I, I'm you know y'all would have to have rubber boots on or either it either have to be uh, you know in the temperature range where you could stand the temperature of the water to be in the boat. So that's um, that's right. Um, and it it was. Um, <laughs> we probably had on swimming trunks because that's about where the boat was. Uh, that that's not a laughing matter, but it. I mean, seriously, the boat was just about to sink each time. Um, it, it it was bad. It really was. Yeah, I could just imagine. I mean, just by seeing the pontoon boat, and then you know, after your uh, father commented on on my post and said y'all were in a a tracker 2072, I mean, that just blew my mind. Um, after seeing. You know, because, you know, my friend, he made a, like a documentary type video and he talked in it and, and put some words to it. And he said something about how many boats was there. And I think he said seven boats didn't make it, but nobody was killed. <laughs> but uh, so some yeah. boats did sink during that tournament. Um, that's how it, bad it was. It, 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 it was awful, Chuck. And I can tell you, I, I can't remember if it was... Um... I think the classic was a Friday and a Saturday, and I think on Saturday they had a bass tournament um, go out. And if I remember right, it's like I don't want to exaggerate: five, six, or seven bass boats broke in half. Um, you know, because those guys didn't get off the throttle and in between waves. And I think five of them uh, actually broke their boats. Wow. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's something that would be a hard decision for me and. You know, I'm I'm glad you told us about it because you know a lot of these guys when they get in a situation like that, you know, you need to know ahead of time what you're going to do. Are you going to be willing to go out, turn around, and go home? Uh, you know, hang out and watch everybody else weigh in. You know, what you're going to do? Um, uh, you know, how far are you going to take it? You know, and, and be safe. That's right. Uh, if you're in that situation. Absolutely. Uh, well, well, okay, we'll head on. Uh, what tournaments y'all plan on hitting in 2016? Have y'all made a schedule out of uh, what y'all going to try to hit and um, anything like that? We, we have. We're, um, we're looking forward to uh, uh, big tournaments. We're going to fish a, a couple uh, Cabela's and a couple Bass Pro tournaments. Um, we're going to fish the uh, Monsters on the Ohio, uh, George Young's tournament. We're really looking forward to that. Um, then we have, uh, we have some really good local trails around our area up here in central Illinois. We have a, a good trail on Clinton Lake. Um, we have an outstanding trail on the Illinois River. Um, it, it's amazing. Lyle knows this, Chuck, but th this little local tournament, um, last year at their classic, I think there were like 22, 24 boats. The tournament paid back $14,000. You're talking about TCCA, right? That's right. Yeah, that's, that's an outstanding tournament. Tim and Tommy and them guys do an awesome job. It's one of the most fun places you could ever fish if you don't mind fighting a flying carp. What does the uh, TCCA stand for? Tri-County Catfish Association. 
Awesome. So, uh, what they get the city behind them to to get that get a payout, or how did that work? Chuck, they actually they actually go out and find sponsors and um, are able to get some financial uh, backing behind them. Um, they they pull a, a percentage out of each tournament and uh, then have some value added uh, money at the end of the year. Um, and ju just a, just an incredible group, a lot of great guys, great teams. Um, so we'll do that. Um, then Lyle and Cindy's former uh, trail, they have a lot of good tournaments. We try to fish three, four, five of those a year. Um, and I think that's probably, we don't fish as many tournaments. Maybe this year, oh, probably realistically 20 to 25 will probably be the number. Okay, we got a question from Chad Woe. He says, uh, Joe, do you prefer drifting or dragging baits? De de depending on the situation. Um, down at Santee, I'll tell you, um, we learned, that was I think 2005, we lear learned the Sandy Cooper rig, which everybody knows now, but it's 10, 11 years later. I'll tell you, we, we were able to win more based off that Sandy Cooper rig, and we purchased our first drift sock down there when we were down there to control our drifting speed. Um, we like we like drifting a lot. We like dragon baits. Depending on the situation, though, will dictate what we like to do. We were dragging in Sammy Cooper, though. Right. So um, when y'all fished the uh, the Missouri's and the Illinois and the Mississippi rivers, uh, do y'all just get out an anchor? Do y'all like uh, walking baits, uh, back bouncing? Yeah, and again, um, you know, like. I think early spring, um, early in the year, uh, we like to anchor up a lot. Um, once the water temperature warms up, and uh, up where we are here, Chuck, um, in, in Illinois, we have, like up by Iowa, uh, we, the Mississippi's up there, but that's really up above Keokuk, is really channel cat, flathead water. Um, then below that, uh, when we're targeting more blue cats, that's when we like to walk our baits. Um, but I think in Channel Cat we like to drift a lot once the water warms up. We like drifting uh, for Channel Cats a whole lot. Um, and, and early in the year, I think we like to anchor quite a bit. Great. Yeah, that's um, that walking baits is something I'm really wanting to get into. I've, I've done a little bit of it, and I just got to find the right gear to be able to do it comfortably. But uh, that's something, you know, watching videos and, and some of these. Uh, you know these mentors that I've been following over the years, and just seeing them, um, you know, doing very well. Um, you know, just a couple of guys in the boat um, actually fishing with their rods and reels instead of just uh, letting them sitting out and doing their thing. Um, you know, and so you know sometimes they can actually, um, you know, drift or drag while they're bouncing or, or back bouncing or walking, however they call it, but. It's something that I'm really looking forward to getting into, uh, especially heading to this uh, big tournament George Young Jr. Uh, will be putting on. You know, and a lot of guys says, man, stay with what you know. Don't try nothing new. Um, you know, if you catch fish one way, just keep doing what you're doing. But for some reason, that's just something I'm interested in, and I'd love to be able to catch fish that way. Yeah, and, and once you do it, you'll love it. I'll, I'll tell you. Um, 
we how when we decided we needed to learn how to do it, we were I pre-fishing, and I think it was a Bass Pro tournament out of Crystal City, and um, it was tournament day, and we were anchored up on a good hole down downtown St. Louis on a good ledge, a good blowout, and we were catching fish. But there is a team right outside us, and that team was Ryan Casey and John Warden. And I kept looking over my right shoulder, and I was like, what What are they doing? I, I had never seen it. I, I can't remember how many years ago. This was a, a good amount of time ago. And um, anyway, make a long story short, it was uh, Ryan and uh, Swamp, and they were walking baits, and they just decided to try that on Friday for the first time. The day before the tournament, they thought, let's try this. Um, and in, in, in our area, not a lot of people were doing it yet. And I think on the second fish, uh, I think Ryan told me they had caught like a 75-pounder. And uh, he and Swamp, and, you know, they were hooked. But uh, they were catching three or four or five, three, four or five fish to our one when we were anchored up. And that, that right then I said, you know what, we, we have to learn how to do this. So what I would say, uh, Chuck, anything you can do or, you know, make your game better. I always, I'm always trying to learn. And everybody I'm in the boat with, I learn from everyone. You know, it's one more technique when you're striking out to lean on. I, I think, buddy, learn as many techniques as you can. Um, it, it just gives you more opportunity, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it took me forever to try to get out and, uh, you know, a lot of people call it uh, drifting. I, I call it dragging. You know, when, when I say drifting, I, I usually mean vertical um, <laughs> when, when I'm talking uh, regular uh, drifting. But you know we we tried dragging some baits on Gunner's Bull one Saturday morning after staying up all night fishing and we were just wore out. But uh, we were we were dragging a secondary channel and we had just started doing it. Got our rods out. We was like, okay, are we doing this right? How does everything look? And I had the biggest hit I've ever had in my boat. I mean the the drag started screaming. Um, yep. He didn't commit and hold on to it and I didn't catch that fish. But that was the biggest rush in the world. And the guy that was with me, he said, man, you didn't have your drag set. And I said, I think, I know I did. And he wrapped that braid around his hand, and he went to try to pull it off that reel, and he couldn't. He goes, man, I can't believe that fish just smoked that reel like that with that drag set like that. <laughs> I'm like, man, that was just awesome. So now, you know, the dragging, I'm wanting to get out and do it because they were just, it's so natural to the fish. Um, especially if there's swells, you know, because your, your bait's not just bouncing around everywhere. That's right. And, um, you know, it's got to be, uh, you know, just them certain type of techniques is just stuff I'm excited about this 2016 coming up uh, where I can get out when the water temps uh, rise up a little bit and start trying a lot of this stuff. Absolutely. It, it's a lot of fun. We, we use that a lot when we're down in Alabama. Um, we use that rig a lot, drift drift a lot, and we, we will, um, if we're walking bait or if I'm walking a bait off the back of the boat, we will still use a dead stick, um, you know, where maybe a little bit, try to vary two feet, four feet, six feet, eight feet, ten feet off the bottom and try to figure out if you have suspended fish. So we do have drifting rods or, or dead stick rods out as we're, uh, as we have hand rods as well. Oh yeah, that's uh, I I you know I try to do the same thing. The more the more bait you got in the water, the better chance you've got to catch one. So that's right. Oh yeah. Um, 
So are you planning on coming uh, to Alabama for any tournaments this year? Yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at maybe the March tournament. I think Cabela's is going to have a tournament um, out of Decatur in March. Um, and that's uh, – we like that time uh, of year down there. Uh, we used to always fish um, – Cabela's would have a tournament on uh, Pickwick and Wilson in March, uh, but we're going to do that. Uh, hopefully get down there for the Decatur tournament. Um, I'm going to uh, have the opportunity to go down there and fish uh, that CR tournament with one of my buddies. Um, obviously not the tracker, but I'll be in one of my buddies' CRs and fish that tournament with him. And uh, so those, those two in Alabama, but that is my favorite state by far. Great. Favorite? Uh, by far. Oh, wow. That's a statement. Hey, Lyle. Yes. See? <laughs> <laughs> Roll tight. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're proud of our fisheries here, and, and you know, even though we still have, uh, you know, a lot of guys going out and, and you know, misusing them, um, you know, I think that there, there's more people out there catching on and and uh, using CPR uh, than they are out, you know, killing these big fish. Um, you know, I've seen a few get gaffed and, um, you know, at the boat ramp, people dragging them across the parking lot and slinging them in the back of the truck and stuff. And, you know, after doing this type of fishing, you know, it's really heartbreaking seeing it and it's hard to handle it. You almost want to say something to them, but... You know, they got the right to do it. They're just not educated about it. Um, you know, so I hope, you know, they they learn the ways and, you know, just everything starts getting better down this way. And, yeah, I, I think you nailed it, um, Chuck. It, all it is, it, it, it's the same with anything. It's education to the people. You know, and um, I, I think you guys deserve a lot of credit. Um, congratulations last week on your 100th show. Um, that's awesome for you guys, but you guys and Catfish Weekly and uh, getting in front of people and talking and letting people learn about the sport and appreciate the sport. Um, another guy I think does an outstanding job, uh, Steve Douglas and his videos. Um, Steve brings a lot of, does a lot of good things for Catfish and I think Aaron Wheatley, um, the gentleman who runs the uh, uh, Winter Blues. Uh, we have some guys up in our area. But it's just getting the word out and growing the sport and people appreciating the sport and understanding, hey, this fish may be 30, 40, 50 years old. You know, it's people, they do not realize it. Um, but the more word we get out there and help grow the sport and people appreciate it and become educated on it, then we can, you know, catch these big fish, put them back, and they'll be there in 10 or 20 years for our children. And um, the conservation the last five years has come a long ways, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. Uh, yeah, it's, it's looking uh, up more and more, you know, by the day. Um, it seems like, you know, more people from outside the box is, is trying to come in and, you know, make a statement and start, you know, selling product. Um, you know, and the, the more people we get coming in and, you uh, you know, supplying products, uh, developing, inventing newer things. It's just going to grow more and more. Yeah, and it, it, it's a win-win for all of us, you know, who, who have a passion for this sport. 
Um, Lyle and I were talking a, c a couple days ago. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm proud uh, where catfishing has come in the last five years. Uh, we have several companies out there that make, uh, you know, great fishing rods. We have several companies make great rod holders. You know, we have hooks. We have apparel. Um, and I think everybody's learning, you know, rather than bash the competition, let's be happy for the competition. Um, because in the end, it helps all of us, and it helps the sport. And the more people we can get into it who can support their families and themselves uh, through the catfishing industry, and then more and more companies come on board, then this explodes the way we want it to. So um, I'm proud of the uh, all the catfishermen and all the people in the sport. Um, I, I think it's getting ready to explode. Um, and, and if we keep positive and keep, you know, leading – the way we want to lead this sport, I, I think it's going to end up in great places that we'll all be proud of. Great. Uh, Mark Coburn has a question. He says, fishing 20, 30 tournaments in a year in various states, how do you feel about rules unity, such as trailering, number of rods, and pre-fishing? Trailering? Uh, this is the business side of me. I'm, I'm not real fond of trailering. Okay? I, I think... And, and Chuck, understand where I came from. When the tournament I was talking about, uh, we fished a classic one year down in Alabama. Um, we had the slowest boat in the tournament out of maybe 120 or 30 boats. But we all laughed out of Pickwick. And we had, go to, we had to all go to the lock. We were the last one to get to the lock. But it was fair. We all went together. Um, and I think everybody should have to leave from the same place. And if, if I'm running ABC Trail and I go to Springfield, Illinois, and get them to sponsor a tournament for me, I think it would only be fair that the fishermen would stay in Springfield and spend their money at their hotels and their restaurants and, you know, the tax dollars stay in Springfield. So I'm a believer in the supporting the host city. Everybody should have to go out of that host city. Um, the number of rods, I think, Six rods is more than enough, Chuck, in my opinion. Um, if it's four, some areas, you know, we fish have four. That's very fair. Um, and then the rules are, you know, the rules. You know, just everybody knows the rules. Just, you know, follow the rules and do the right thing. You know, that, that that's, that's pretty simple to me. Yeah. Do you uh, think that a unified set of rules nationwide is a good thing, Joe? You know, Lyle, I, I don't know. I've never really put a lot of thought into it. Um, maybe it would be because there would never be question, you know, um, but I've never really thought about it much. Well, that's, you know, that's something that, that some of us have been talking about, and, and uh, you know, I know that Steve's on board for that, and there's a lot of other people are. I, personally, I feel that it would make a lot easier uh, for us to go to Alabama or to go to Springfield, Illinois, or go to Kansas City, or wherever it is that you feel like that you need to fish a tournament if all the rules was uh, the same or at least reasonably close. I, I think you're probably on to something, and it, it would make it, yes, a lot easier and make a lot of sense. All right, Lyle. Um, it was nice uh, getting to ask you all these questions, Joe. I'm going to turn you over to Lyle because I know he's dying to uh, ask you that list of questions he's got right there in front of him. So, um, 
It's your turn, Lyle. Go for it. All right, buddy. The one thing that I wanted to touch on, first of all, you caught a whale of fish, uh, <laughs> Jason, down in Wheeler. I mean, it was just a, a Mike Mitchell. I mean, uh, I mean, it was a giant. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? <laughs> That's just a pig now. But, but thank you, and it, it was a very blast. And how that came to pass, um, we, we love fishing down in Alabama, and we fished down there a few years. They'd always be uh, in the spring, March tournaments, and we always competed against Mike. And Mike and I became friends over the years. And uh, so it's, I think it's February, maybe January of 2010, I was talking to Mike and said, you know, we're going to come down. Um, maybe we'll go out with you. I knew Mike guided. Um, Mike and I had always competed against each other, but we'd never actually fished together. And so we went out and uh, went out with Mike, and it was Dad, myself, and my brother Josh. And um, we just uh, when we'd get a bite, I, I think I think we let Dad go first, and that he took the first bite. I took the second bite, and Josh took the third bite. And um, <laughs> it's funny because Dad said, "How's this trip gonna go?" Mike competes against us. He gonna put us on any fish? And I said, "Yeah, he's gonna put us on some fish. You know, he's a great guy." And so I can't remember the first fish. Let's say it's a fifty pounder, but they kept getting bigger. Um, my brother caught a sixty-six pounder. Uh, Dad had a seventy-seven pounder, and uh, I, I had a rod uh, load up and go down and. I, I hooked it, and uh, I but I couldn't move it, and I've never had that uh, up to this point in my catfishing career. I, I knew it was a fish, and they were teasing me, or you're, you're hooked in a log, and I'm like, no, it's, it's a fish. <laughs> and uh, we were fishing about eight ounces of current, and uh, so it was a good amount of current, and um, eventually, I don't know how long, let's say five to ten minutes, I got that fish to turn, and when he turned, it kind of felt like a, a car. You know, and I told I told these guys I said this thing's huge, and um, I, I finally were fortunate enough to get get him in, and I think he went I think 102 pounds if I remember right, or maybe a little over. But he he was a hog. Um, it was exciting. You see all the pictures. Like he's on my lap because my arms were done. <laughs> he kicked my butt. But it was a uh, an incredible experience. And um, people ask all the time, Hey Joe, if you caught it. If you caught a fish with a guide, do you do you consider that a, a catch? And I'll tell them, I know how my arms felt. That was 100% a catch because I felt every every bit of that 102 pounds. I promise you. Um, but it was it was great, and that was an incredible year. It was about a week or two before that. Um, Russ was out with uh, Jason Bridges and those guys, and Russ caught one. What Lyle was it like 101 pounds or yeah, it was over that? 100. It was over, over 100. 100, and yeah. it was like in a two-week period. You know, you had two fish out of Wheeler that go 101, 102, or both at 102. So it was a uh, it was a day um, just awesome to share that with my dad and brother and Mike, a good friend, and uh, just an incredible day and a day I'll never forget. It's awesome. That's that's amazing. I've seen that picture, and every time I see it, I got to stop and relook it over. It's just a great picture. You and Mike here holding that fish is a giant, and I knew that 
that there was a great story behind it. I personally didn't know that your dad and brother was there with you, but uh, to have a day like that where everybody's catching 50, 60, 70 pound fish and then you put that giant in a boat, that's just a heck of a day on any body of water to catch fish like that. And I'm not sure there's any place else you can do it. Yeah, Joe came up with the phrase, how would you put it? It's, it's scary big. Is that what is that what you said? <laughs> it, it was scary big. I'll tell you that. It was huge. Somebody, somebody says, is it big, Joe? And he's it's scary big. That's, that's <laughs> all about that so. It was awesome. Joe, I know that you are involved with a, a Rotary Club tournament over in Springfield every year, and uh, we've been over a couple times to that. Uh, you want to tell the folks about that? This is a great cause, and I think that everybody should know about it, and if they get a chance, they ought to run over there and fish that. Thanks, Lyle. I'd love to. So each year, uh, I think for five years, we've been holding the John Montgomery Memorial Catfish Tournament, and that's the Rotary Club of Springfield, uh, which I am a member. Um, and it's, it's a, a wonderful uh, memorial to honor John Montgomery, who was a great uh, leader in our community, a great Rotarian. Um, and we use this fishing tournament as a funding mechanism for, uh, we use it for low-income um, low people and literacy programs in our community, in the Sprinkled Illinois community. Um, and that one-day uh, fishing tournament last year, Lyle raised a little over $11,000 that we were able awesome. to give back. Um, That's great to our community and help fund literacy, not just for children, but adult literacy programs. Uh, something I'm very passionate about. Um, and John Montgomery was a first class person. So when he's tied to it, and uh, it, it pushes me harder to help try to raise more money. We all communities have a lot of need. Um, so if I can do anything and our club can do anything to help out, um, we, we appreciate all the support, Lyle. You, you and Cindy Beck coming up for years. Um, we, we had money. Uh, Bill Parfit and Jason Rapp last year won money and donated it back to the cause. Um, we, have, we have companies like Mellow Cream Donuts here in town. We get a lot of support from companies. Uh, MJ Kellner, uh, RW Troxel, who I work for, uh, gives us a lot of financial help. So it's, it's an incredible event. Uh, that does a lot of good, and uh, thank you for everybody who supports it. I haven't set the date yet, Lyle. We're probably looking at August or September this year. I'll definitely get back with you guys uh, when the date's set in stone. But uh, thank you very much for letting me talk about that. Uh, it's, it's a great cause, and, and Joe, when you get that set up, please let me know, and we'll make it. We'll make an effort to put it out here as often and as much as we can on Catfish Weekly to try to help get as many participants in this tournament that we can. Uh, the last, I don't, we didn't make it over there last year. We was in the middle of our, our move, but uh, the last time we was over, you know, uh, everybody talks about Bill Parfit and Jason Rath, and they are they are comedians in the sport. Not only are they great fishermen, but they're so much fun to be around. Those two guys was hauling fish from the way in to the lake just as fast as they could fill up the back of trucks. There was It was a great turnout that year. You had tons and tons of fish caught, and those two worked so hard they didn't have time to crack jokes. They was too busy. And, yeah. and for Bill Parson and Parfit and Jason Rath, uh, you know, those guys, everybody in that community pitches in and does their part to make that the event that it is, and it's just an honor to be able to attend something like that. 
Well, thank you so much, and we hope our goal every year is to, to make it grow a little bit. Um, and hopefully this year, obviously, my, my goal each year is to grow how much money we can give back to our community. Um, and we have sponsors, um, you know, where we're able to auction, auction off some items. Um, but but we're, we're, we're pretty proud of it. And uh, like I said, I'll definitely be in touch when I have the date set uh, to get the word out to everybody if they can make it over. That would be great. I, I want to help you with that all we can because it's for a very worthy cause. You and your dad have been fishing together for quite some time. Um, can, can you tell us about you guys' boat and, and uh, how you have things set up? So, like, yeah, and so I would say now, Lyle, for probably um, 12 years or longer, we have, we've been blessed to be sponsored by Tracker Boats. Um, and so uh, our first boat that we fished out of was the Pro Crappie, and um, that, was, that was a great boat um, for Channel Cats. Um, then we made the trip down to Alabama, and uh, I remember we caught an 11-pound blue cat, and boy, that was about all that live well could handle. You know? <laughs> but, but that's about all we were good enough to catch anyway, so we didn't have a big problem. But then we moved from that to the 2072, uh, that Chuck was referring to. That was a wonderful boat. And then in 2009-10, uh, we moved to the 21-foot Tundra, which is an absolute dream. Um, the boat is awesome. It's safe. Um, it's deep wells. Uh, windshield is wonderful on the cold mornings. Um, it, it's equipped nicely. Uh, we had a custom 100-gallon uh, live well built for our boat. Um, and then matched it up the color to match the outside of our boat. Uh, then we have the custom live well behind that. We have a rod rack um, with all of our rod holders. Um, and then we have a deck behind the live well where you can fight fish at the back of the boat. Um, it, it has high sides, so in rough water, you're down in the boat safely. I know, Lyle, you've had a Tundra or still have one, so yes. uh, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. They're, they're awesome boats. They're uh, safe, which is most important to me now. Um, and we're just really, really blessed to have the tracker sponsorship, and and we love we love our boat, love it. I like you say I have an 18 foot. Um, it's it is a little bit smaller than the one that you and Jerry fish out of, but it is a very quality boat. I hated to see them quit making that model, but the Tundra uh, it is is not it's just a great boat I mean everybody thinks they're fiberglass but really they're not they're aluminum and they're they're very very safe uh, the target is also a great boat and I've, I've seen the new 20-foot models with the 225 on it and and, and they are very nice too uh, but you know I know that you guys are fishing out of that boat and and it looks as good as it did the day it was new I mean you guys keep it really nice and and they are they're very safe and and uh, I know Jerry spends a lot of time in that boat. We we go to Springfield, and he'll be sitting in the boat before while you're doing other stuff. And him and I'll visit because uh, he's so much fun to talk to you. Well, we parked back behind him one day over there at the boat ramp, and uh, we talked about bait, and we talked about fishing, and we talked about everything under the world. And we laughed and just had such a good time. It was awesome. He he must really like you to talk to you. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you a story, Joe, and, and no, hardly anybody knows this, but 
when when we started doing a bunch of the tournaments down in St. Louis, you know, you guys was coming over and all the boys from Springfield, and we were so happy that everybody would come over and fish those tournaments. And your dad sat in in the uh, in your van, and uh, a lot of times I didn't get to talk to him, and I thought, man, this guy don't like me. He never says anything to me. And, and finally, I, I come to my myself, and I thought, well. I'm going to find out if it's me or, or if I'm reading him wrong. So every time you guys had come to the tournament, I'd walk over there and open the door and shake hands with him. How you doing, Jerry, this and that. And before you knew it, I figured out that it wasn't me, that he, he didn't like to do all that walking for whatever reason. You know, and I know it bothered him a little bit. But he is such a great guy, and he's the most friendly guy when you get to know him. People... Uh, to see him and they see him sitting in his van, they they wonder. But you know, it's a it's a health thing. It's not that he don't want to be there. And uh, uh, there's been a time or two when we was taking pictures when you guys done really well in tournaments, and and uh, we get him up there and take pictures. And uh, he just uh, he's a hoot, man. I just can't wait to see him. And next time, very disappointed that he didn't make it. But if he's not feeling well, he needs to take care of himself so you guys can make all the tournaments that you're planning on going to this year because we we're looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, I, th I think a lot of times he's misunderstood. He, he, you're right, Lyle. He's very friendly, um, tries to get along with everyone. He's not as outgoing as I am, and that's that. That's fine, you know. But he's yeah. he, he's he's a, gr a great guy, and I, I, I'm so happy we've been able to fish so many years together in so many tournaments, and you know, all that all that time in the boat. You know, I wouldn't trade for anything. Um, oh, that's that's time you, you yeah you remember those times forever you know they're yeah. they're great and, and it's always a pleasure when when we see you guys there's there's something that you and I talked about the other day and and I wasn't going to say anything about it but I want to bring it up okay. uh, Twisted Cat Outdoors has a Jack and Jill tournament we've been doing for a couple of years uh, we tried for a couple of years at the beginning of doing them. And we get rained out, or not rained out, but flooded out is is what happened to us two years in a row. We didn't get to hold them, and and um, we finally got the first one underway, and it was a huge success. And last year's was another great event. And uh, I know Alex has another one going on this year, and it'll also be, I believe, at Canton. I'd have to check the schedule, but I'm sure that's right. And and you got to fish with your daughter and your dad. And you guys come up there, and I know that you had a blast fishing that tournament. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, 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 I did have a blast. And, um, you know, I, I love the sport of catfishing. Uh, Lyle, you and Cindy and the Kings and, and the people who fish with their children and, the, the you know, the wives, and I, I love it. And I love to see that in the sport and the kids involved because that's the future of our sport. Um, that event, it, it's up there as one of my top two or three ever, if not number one. I was able to fish it with Dad and my oldest daughter, uh, Mariah. Um, I, I can't tell you how many fish we caught, but she was, she was just so much fun to have her in the boat. I remember at one point um, we were fishing, and I heard a noise. She was up in the front of the boat on the front deck. And I casted out a couple rods for her, and I, you know, we were using circle hooks for her. And I said, when it loads up, uh, you just crank down, and you'll be good to go. And I was in the back of the boat, and I heard a noise come from up front. And I turned turned around, and her rod had a fish 
buried down and smacking the rod holder, and I looked at her, and she had sound asleep on the deck. <laughs> oh, no. So I, went, I went up there, and I said, hey, sweetie, here you go. You have one on, and she, she had a ball. But, um, well, that's what it's all about. You know, this catfishing thing, it's fun. It's a hobby. Um, you know, that's what I love. I love the time together. Um, I love you know, God's creation and seeing the sunrise and the sunset, you know, and all of those things. That's what it's about. Um, it, it, it's the time with your family and your friends and seeing everybody around the country and, um, you know, enjoying God's creation. That's what I love about it. Well, you know, uh, I knew that you guys had a great time. She was such a sweet lady to be to be there fishing with you guys. And, and I, I have something else to go along with that, though. Now, I I know for a fact that she has went to work for the St. Louis Cardinal organization, and personally, I am very proud of her for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I shouldn't maybe bring that up, but I know you're a Cubs fan, and, and my old buddy Ron's not with us any longer, and i got to have somebody to climb on. You know, I, I, I think we did a good job raising her, but that is one flaw. <laughs> Well, I know that she is doing them a wonderful job. She's such an outstanding young lady, and I know she's working very hard. and And I am very proud of her being a Cardinals Thank fan. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Now, before the show, we had you on just a little bit before we we started the show, and you had a couple other little fishermen there with you. You are they I, I, ready I, I to do. start out? Yeah, they are. And uh, the we have a uh, Mandy and Maddie and. Uh, they love it. Right now, we take them out channel catfishing at our lake, and they love it. They love the outdoors. Um, the five-year-old thinks she 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 tells me all the time, "Daddy, I'm ready to shoot a big buck." So I think she <laughs> wants to deer hunt too. <laughs> uh, no, they're 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 a lot of fun, and um, you know, I I love love taking them out, going out with my wife. Um, all great great things, great times. It 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 is, and you know. Um, the, a couple of things that, that is very dear to me in the sport of catfishing is bringing women into the sport and bringing kids into the sport. Uh, we've worked very hard to do that, and uh, hopefully one of these days them them little girls can come up and, and uh, be one of the youth anglers of the year at Twisted Cat Outdoors or be a lady angler of the year, and, and that's what we're striving for is to keep them them youngsters interested uh, uh the, the, the kids are the future of not only catfishing, but of any endeavor, of any type of sport that anybody's involved with. If you can't keep the youth involved, you'll sure, surely lose out at some point. So we have to work very hard to make that happen. Absolutely. Um, you was talking about fishing monsters on the Ohio. I, you guys didn't make it down there last year, but you was there the year before, and we had an interview with you and Jerry down at Bassinmore. You know, that was a great time. Uh, are you planning on being there three or four days ahead of time this year? We are. Um, it's, it's a great event. I, lo I love what Aaron's doing um, and has done. Um, he's a great leader. Uh, he's very passionate about it. I love that for him and about him. Chuck, did Alabama score? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a run. Derek Henry just ran the whole field. Um, so, yeah, we, we want to be there. Um, it, it, it's, it's an incredible event, and uh, Aaron and his people do an incredible job down there, and 
he does so much good for promoting the sport of catfishing and conservation that absolutely we will be there and be there a few days in advance for sure. Um, we have a gentleman, Catpool, that uh, has put a message up here that Bass Pro and Cabela's is into catfishing, of course. Do you see Gander Mountain or any others getting in on this action? I I haven't. Um, it, I don't. I, I haven't seen that. I know in our area we have a Shields store, Shields. Um, it's an incredible store, and they, like, support, like, tournaments and um, they help out with our John Montgomery Memorial Tournament, but I haven't seen any big-name sponsors coming on. Um, I haven't either, and, and I think that, that these um, stores like he's talking about, uh, uh, Gander Mountain or Shields or whatever other uh, outdoor sporting um, companies that are bigger in the business, um, they need to jump on. You know, we've got all the boat companies now is making, are making catfish specific boats. If they're not making them now, they're getting involved in it or are gearing up to do something. Uh, I think that uh, most all uh, of the major rod companies, production companies, are all making uh, catfish specific rods. I mean, uh, personally, uh, I build a few other rods, but 99.9% .9 of what I do is strictly catfish and stuff. I know you guys are involved with the, the TWC stuff, and that's as far as I know, you don't have anything other than catfish rods. And, and there's some others, you know, uh, but. It's it's growing. It's growing very rapidly, and and we're all uh, kind of standing back to see how it plays out, and if we can keep the uh, animosity down and everybody uh, on the straight and narrow. I think it's going to grow to a proportion that nobody ever expected. Absolutely, and I'm excited the uh, convention coming up. Um, I I think people are going to get a feeling right there. Uh, to see how big this thing's getting and, and where it can go. You know, we're talking about the, for those of you that don't understand, we're talking about the 2016 catfish uh, convention that's going to be in Lexington, Kentucky. This is going to be a major deal, I believe, Joe. I think that there's going to be so many people down there. Uh, I really feel that um, they don't realize what's going to show up, providing the weather doesn't get drastically bad. Right. I think that everybody in the world's going to be there. Yep, I do. I do too. Uh, I, I'm sure that you guys are going to be down there, and and of course we'll be looking forward to seeing you. Chuck is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Uh, if your dad shows up, maybe we can get him and you guys to come over. We're going to do some live interviews down there. Uh, maybe you can get your brother Jerry to come over and visit with me a little bit. That'd be awesome. Love to. Uh, yeah, we'll have a good time. Of course, you know, I got Chuck. We're going to have a good time every place we go. We <laughs> we don't always catch a lot of big fish, but we have a blast. That's what it's That's all about. Right. Yeah. Well, Chuck, what do you think? You got anything else you want to talk to Joe about tonight? Uh, no, not really. Um, You're I too think involved in that football game, man. No, I, I'm good. We're <laughs> in a breathing room here. So, <laughs> well, Joe, do you have anything you want to visit with us about? No, uh, not not much. Uh, in closing, I I did want to thank you both for having us on the show. Um, 
and, and thank you for all the exposure you give to the sport of catfishing um, and promoting the sport. Um, and again, congratulations on your 100 show last week. That's a big, quite an accomplishment and uh, something to be very proud of. So thank you for everything you guys do for the sport. Well, thank you for that. You know, we, we do this because we enjoy it. Um, uh, it. It's just been a lot of fun. Like I said before, uh, this started out as a Paul Ragsdale's little fig newton of his imagination, and and uh, it, it has grown into a little bit more than that now. But we had Paul on the other day, and, and it was so much fun to have him on there. We're going to get him back on here in a week or two and visit with him because I've got some some other stuff that, that we're going to talk about. And, and uh, the thing that people don't understand about old Paul is he does so much for handicapped people and and, and uh children and the disabled and stuff and and uh, we need to keep those things out in front of people because it's not just about catching fish our sport is about a lot more things such as the tournament that you do and and, and different things and we need to keep that in front of everybody so we know what's going on Absolutely. Um, at the end of our shows each each week Joe we let people talk about their sponsors and whoever they'd like to to uh, to mention and I'll give you all the time you want if you uh, have some people you'd like to thank or talk about uh, just take off and go as long as you want okay thanks so much um, first thing Lyle and I, I, I think it's important um, I know speaking for myself the the first person and my number one supporter is my wife and I think uh, we sometimes take that for granted um, but obviously if, if we're married and I'm traveling. Uh, there's a lot of things behind that have to be done. So the, my first person that I thank and sponsor, my number one supporter, would be my wife, and I'd want to thank her. Um, after that, American Pro Catters, uh, Mercury Motors, Monster Rod Holders, Mustad, Never Snag Anchors, Tangling with Catfish Rods, uh, The Boat Dock, uh, Tracker Boats, and Whisker Whip Rods are uh, some of the companies that we have partnered with and, and I think that's that's what it is we have sponsors and people are asking me all the time how do you get sponsors but to me a sponsor is a partner and it should be a partnership it shouldn't be everything for Joe Ledke or Jerry Klein um, hopefully we're all working together partnering to help that company out to help the sport of catfishing and if we all have that mentality uh, whoever you have on your tournament jersey um, I think catfishing will end up where we all want it to end up. So thank you so much for the opportunity, fellas, tonight to be on, um, and thank you to all of our sponsors. Well, that's that's outstanding, and, and you're right, Joe, that it, it is a partnership, and people don't understand completely, and, and one of the things that I get asked a lot is how do you become a pro staff or how do you get sponsored by a company, and all, all companies would like to help everybody they can, but they're trying to pick the person that they think will promote their product the best and represent it the most professionally. And I, I look at people two or three years down the road. When they start out, I got my eye on somebody, and I'm thinking, this guy is going to be there. He's not there yet. Yep. But in a year or two or whenever he arises, I want my name in the hat with this guy before somebody else gets him. You know, sure. and I know there's a lot of companies that do that, and these, you know, people think that, uh, you know, I, I want to just jump in there. Well, it, it doesn't happen that way. You have to, you have to bide your time, and you have to present yourself at tournaments correctly, and not just tournaments at 
at outdoor shows, uh, whenever you're in the public eye, on Facebook, whatever social media groups that you do, it, it's all about doing that with every uh, every venue that you do. You need to, uh, to present yourself in a professional manner. That way everybody understands uh, that this is the kind of guy that I'm looking for in my company. So, uh, uh, you know, that that's the way I feel about it. And I know right now I've got my eyes on two or three people that I know that's not going to be there this year or next year, uh, maybe next year. But the year after that or the year after that, uh, I want my finger on them. You know, I, I want to tie them up to where somebody else will get them. And uh, that's that's kind of the way it works. And and uh, we've been doing this a long time, and, and we finally picked up a couple of things here and there. And, and uh, you know, it, it's working out, but you can't rush anything. The right people will contact you even if you don't contact them. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. That's, that's great. Well, listen, you know, I, if you guys are going to be down to the Catfish Conference, I really would like to get you guys on the show down there, you and Dad or, or you and Jerry or whoever you bring with you. Uh, that would be really a lot of fun. We'll, we'll have a good time. What we'll try to do down there, Joe, is we're going to try to do uh, our segments like we did at Monsters. That way we can take a break and upload the video so people can watch them at home that don't make it in case of bad weather or whatever. And then we'll... Uh, uh, um, you know, go from there, but uh, that's how it works. And you know, some of the some of the interviews will be 15, 20 minutes, and and some of them will be less, and some of them will be longer. And uh, you know, that that's how we'll do it. And and that way we can get a break in between times. And and I've talked to Heath Malone, and uh, he's going to come in, and and uh, I'm not sure if Jason's going down there, but he's going to help us do some interviews. So the guys from Indiana Hunter will be there. And if you hadn't met these guys, Joe, they're a hoot, man. They're a blast. Uh, we'll have a good time with those guys down there. Uh, he wants me to, to get Rob a shout-out, let him know he's going to put knots on his head. I'm not sure what that's all about, but, hey, I know they got it figured out. So, uh, uh, yeah, But we're going to have a great time at that, at that and, and, uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. Chuck, what else you got before we close the show? Uh, that's really all I got for right now. There's some stuff coming up. Um, you know, on in the spring, but I've I've got time to cover it on some later episodes. Okay, so, uh, sounds good. You know, we was talking about uh, Tom and Timmy Walsh and the TCCA guys. Um, you know, Tommy and Timmy. I'm not sure if you're watching the show or if you listen to it on YouTube or if you even watch it. But you guys need to figure out what we can do to get you on Catfish Weekly. Uh, that's a great tournament series they have over there. There's a, some great fishing over there. There's flatheads in there. There's some blues in there. They got some of the best channel catfishing on the Illinois River right over in Peoria. And uh, we need to get you guys on here and talk about this. Uh, so get, hit, give me a shout. Send me a message. Do something. Let's make it happen. All right, folks. That's going to do the show for us tonight. For Joe Lucky, Chuck Davis, and I'm Lyle Stokes. Thanks for watching Catfish Weekly.